0: Hi, I'm Maria Harris or Velo So's on social media. Welcome back to Sober 50 Podcast on So Organised Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. On So Organised Style Podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the Elders past and present. Thanks for joining us on Sober 50 Podcast on So Organised Style. Sober 50 intersect with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. Today's Sober 50 guests are Rebecca Ryan of Love for Lismore Heartspace, and Susan Goodwin of Measure Twice, Cut Once. I'd like to caution any listeners who have been affected by the floods as Rebecca and Susan will be discussing what their experiences were when the floods hit Lismore and the surrounding areas on February 28th this year. On that day, the biggest floods in modern Australian history inundated Lismore and the Northern River areas. Many people had to be rescued by locals using an army of tinny boats, canoes and kayaks to pluck residents from their roofs hanging from gutters or trapped inside their houses in freezing cold waters. In the months after catastrophic flooding decimated parts of the Northern Rivers, including the heart of the region, Lismore, heart banners have been spreading through the region to bring hope, love and a sense of solidarity to the Lismore and surrounding communities. So let's welcome Rebecca Ryan of Love for Lismore Heart Space. Hi, Rebecca. Rebecca, can you introduce yourself to our listeners so they know a little bit more about you?
1: My name's Rebecca Ryan and I am from Lismore. I'm a former business owner in the Lismore CBD. I'm now the coordinator of the Love for Lismore Heart Banners, which is a movement of sewers who have been creating heart flags for the town to distribute to people who lost their homes and businesses. That took off and was a really successful movement within the town. We ended up making around 1,300 banners. We stopped counting at 1,200. And now we've set up and opened a creative, I guess it's a creative hub for the community, which we call the Loveful Is Heart Space. We opened the heart space at the beginning of August.
0: What's your typical day like at the moment? My
1: typical day at the moment is setting up procedures and processes for the space, for people to use it, training up volunteers, because it will be predominantly run by volunteers. Myself and my co-founder, Jody, we do three days each a week. So, yeah, going through with the volunteers and because we're getting so many donations, which is wonderful, we're, you know, constantly unpacking them, sorting them out, putting them out into the workshop space. Then there's sort of a lot of back-end administrative type work. We've set up a PayPal as well as a GoFundMe. We've got QR codes now that are here so people can make donations here We're about to try and organise to get a truckload of donations of chalk fittings from a very generous person in Byron Bay. I've become the face and the voice, I guess, of the heart banners and the heart space. So I'm doing a little bit of, you know, interviewing and media and just getting the word out about what we're doing, particularly for, you know, people in our community.
0: That leads us to Susan, your involvement. Hi,
2: I'm Susan. Some people know me as Measure Twice, Cut Once, or a great deal of people in Sydney probably know me because I've taught you to sew at Bobbin and End Inc. I actually grew up in Lismore though, so that's where my connection to this comes from. Can
0: you talk us through your personal experience?
2: Yep, I can do that. My knowledge of the floods came about the day before the water actually started rising. I was teaching a class and my mum sent me a message to say, Oh, flood looks like it's coming. Not going to be bigger than 2017. We're going to lift up from underneath the house. My parents are in South Lismore and have lived there certainly my whole life and their whole married lives. Mum also grew up in South Lismore as well. So they've been through heaps of floods. And I sent a message back saying, teaching a class, I'll talk to you tonight. Spoke to her later that night and she was like, oh, I'm so tired. That was so many trips up and down the stairs, lifting Mm -hmm. everything from under the house. But she said, like, it's fine, I've got some bread and yeah, we'll be all good and I'll chat to you tomorrow because I'll know you'll be tired from class. About 11 o'clock that night, my brother, who lives in Brisbane, who had been experiencing torrential rain for that whole week, rang me and he was like, do you know where mum and dad are? And I was like, at home, in bed, <laughs> like, where else would they be? And he was like, oh, I'm just trying to call them. He's like, the reports are that it's going to get higher than 2017. And um, I was like, Are you sure that was really big? And he's like, Yeah, yeah. He managed to get hold of mom and dad. And they were like, No, we haven't been told anything. We're all good. Still going to be at 2017. And then, because I'm naturally anxious, I kept checking the water levels. So I was awake probably every half an hour on the weather reports, checking the levels, watching it go higher and higher. And occasionally I get a text message from my brother just going, This can't be real. Like, this can't be happening. And then, Just after 6am, Joe, which is my brother, he called and he said, they're stuck inside the house. The water is rising. Don't call them. We're trying to preserve their phone batteries. And from then on, it was just a race to try and get them out. During the time, my grandmother lives around the corner. She only has a landline. She doesn't have a mobile and no one else lives with her. So after a while, we lost contact with mum and dad. We had no contact with Nan and we were basically trying to find them. At some point, and like my timeline on the day gets super fuzzy, at some point someone directed me towards a Facebook group where people were saying, hey, I'm stuck at this address in South or North Lismore and, you know, can someone send this or, hey, there's a lady about to give birth at this address. Can someone make sure that emergency services pick her up? And we could see the addresses and knew who was nearby we knew that mum and dad were still at home and we were trying to find out where Nan was. And we had a report that Nan had been picked up, but that the water was impassable and that they'd taken rescuers from south outwards instead of going in towards town, which makes a lot more sense if you're from Lismore. If you're on south Lismore, you have to cross the river in order to get to town and to the higher parts of town. So we had a report that Nan had been taken outwards, but we couldn't get home hold of any of the evacuation centres. So I actually put a call out on that day and I had some amazing sewers from up in the area go to the evacuation centres with photographs of Haida Anne to try and find her. And they're like, we can't find her. Mm. And then on this Facebook page, mum and dad's address popped up and it said that my dad was having heart troubles and he has a, a known heart issue. At which point I think my brother and I both started to really panic That was probably around about half past two, three o'clock. Nan got rescued after five. She was still in the house. And the only way she got rescued is someone in one of the tinny brigades was their wife, I think it was, was posting up when they were rescuing people from certain houses. And she recognised their last name because it was the name of a girl she'd gone to school with. And so she managed to get hold of her school friend's phone number, call them, And like, it's been 15 years since she's been to school and explain where Nan was, explain how old she was. Sorry, Rebecca, I'm hoping this isn't too traumatic for you. I know it's really hard for lots of people from Lismore to hear the stories again. They got Nan out. So we knew that Nan was safe about five and on her way to the hospital, but we still had no word on mum and dad. And then we found out that mum and dad got pulled out of the house via the roof at about six to six thirty and got taken straight to hospital dad wasn't well so they got him straight to hospital I think my brother managed to get to talk to them briefly that night I just knew that they were all at the hospital and that's all I knew and then the next I heard was my mum managed to call me the next morning from one of the rescue centres and one of the evacuation centres and yes she she'd lost her glasses in the rescue and so she had limited vision Hmm. she said some lovely young kid had taken her phone and charged it for her and given it back to her. And she was so grateful because she was just like, I, I didn't have any way to talk. That was sort of our day. And that was like I said to mum and dad, I never want to do that again. And I didn't even have to do a fraction of what they went through or what Nan went through. I went up as soon as I could get up. Obviously I had to wait for the waters to come down to fly up from Sydney. And I've been up a few times to help I've been basically helping them get all their paperwork together and do all of their things that they had to do as much as possible. And I've kind of been wanting to do more, but I can sew. I'm not a builder. (laughs) Um, And I'd been talking about with some other friends about, oh, I could do this or I could do that. But it was all logistical things like if I could set up a website, then maybe I could pair sewers up together or, you know, to let them share their stashes. But like no one's got computers anymore in Lismore. Like no one's got half the time they barely had electricity and it was all too complicated. And then the same Facebook group which I had been watching on the day continued on and has been an amazing resource. And I saw someone mention that there was going to be a craft space open up and then that's how I got in contact with Rebecca.
0: Um, I think... One thing, you know, if people haven't heard about the floods that happened and the significance that it um, occurred to Lismore, that was February, the end of February, and we're now looking at the end of August um, and people still don't have what they had. And there's
2: still a lot of people without any home there's people camping in their homes with maybe only one electricity point. Mm-hmm. They've got nowhere to cook, nowhere to sleep. It's a lot. And it's not just a handful of people. It's Even if you just take the people of Lismore, but then there's all the people of all the surrounding areas, it's a lot of people. Everything I've heard has always said that it it's reported less because so many people live off the grid. Yeah. That's the other thing I always think about. Like there's So many people I went to school with when they were at school, they lived on a farm that had no connection to any city services.
1: That was really emotional for me to listen to, and I've heard a thousand stories like that. Yeah. It depends on, you know, how you're sitting at any one day. I could hear that yesterday and be okay, and today I can hear it getting emotional. You know, we hear these things all the time. I've probably had three people in here today who... Want to come and use the space to sew in because they don't have anywhere to sew. And, you know, I had one lady who still doesn't have electricity, and one lady's living in a caravan and has no room. So, this is a reality for people that live in this town. And the more that other people can hear about it, the better it is. For us, even though it's emotional to listen to it, it's really important that other people hear about it and keep hearing about it because, as you said, it happened at the end of February and people are still not okay. Our town is not okay.
0: Yeah. Rebecca, so how are you feeling now about the heart space that you've developed for people in Lismore? I mean, it's only you've only started it this month. How are you feeling about it?
1: I'm feeling overwhelmed but absolutely recognised, appreciated and supported very much, very much. The support that we're getting from outside of the town is just mind-blowing, but also the people that are coming in to use the space, people that are coming in to volunteer in the space. People come and say to me all day, every day, (laughs) this is amazing that you're doing this. This is so great for our community. This is what people need. Thanks so much for doing this, as well as being somewhere where people can come and collect donations they can come and sit in here and talk and they can meet and they can have a cup of tea and they can connect with their creativity you both know that connecting to your creativity is so important in your everyday life for your heart and your soul and your mental health but particularly when you're in the situation that we're in in this town it's even more paramount And we haven't had anywhere to go to do that. And people that have craft groups or social groups don't have anywhere to go. And a lot of people are living in a caravan. They don't have anywhere to be creative. And we've been so isolated. And I know personally I isolated myself for a long time because it was just so difficult to talk and to interact or even come into the CBD and see the devastation and I am very extroverted and social and outgoing and I love talking and I love people, but I just couldn't for quite a few months, which is why I started doing the banners. It's just having these connections and having conversations and giving people the opportunity to be able to do that is, it's so important. It's so, so important. You know, I thought that when we we went from getting around 100 to 120 requests a day down to about three or four, I thought that was time for me to move on with my life and, um, you know, get a job or something. And then I opened up this space and, you know, this now is still my full-time job. It's so rewarding. It's so amazing. And I'm just blown away by how much support we've had even before we opened. It's (laughs) mind-blowing. I don't know. It freaks me out.
2: I think it shows that people want to help. And when they're given a tangible way to help, it helps them, which helps you. Like I'm personally connected to it. I'm sitting here in Sydney going about my daily life, helping my family and then thinking, but how do I help everyone else? You know, and I'm connected to it. And then you think about all the people I know down here, they were all like, hang on, you're from Lismore. How do we help? So I think when they see someone doing something like what you're doing, which is so important, they're like, oh, that's
1: how we help our daily narrative has completely changed and it's so different to what you guys would experience so you know you probably see someone you haven't seen for a month and you say hey how you going what have you been up to and oh yeah i've been on holidays or i've done this or hmm. we don't talk to each other like that anymore you don't say to anybody hey how you going you don't say hey how you going what have you been up to you know our conversation is how are you And genuinely, how are you? And, you know, how are you coping? What's going on for you? Where are you at with your recovery? And it's really surreal because everything has changed. It's just so completely different. I was saying, I was being interviewed the other day by a journalist, and I said to her, even your everyday life for us is different. So, You know you might get up in the morning and think okay today i need to go and buy a hammer and a new pair of socks and then i need to go to the supermarket and then i need to get the car serviced so that's normal here you go okay i need to buy a hammer where do i go get a hammer has bunnings reopened yet or is it closed do i have to go to ballina to do that i need a pair of socks kmart hasn't reopened yet where am i going to get socks we don't have any clothing shops Where am I going to have to go to do that? Is there anything at the square that's open? Is anything in Ginelma open? And then I'm going to get car service. Most of the car yards are in South Lismore. Can I get my car serviced or do I have to wait another two months or do I have to take it to the Gold Coast? Like everything is complicated. Normal life is complicated.
0: Yeah. It's not just going around the corner to get something done.
1: No. And now you can because some businesses are very open. Like you've got to think, oh, like today I wanted to get lunch. Where do I go to get lunch? And I'm in the CBD. Where can I go to get lunch? What's open? What's reopened? What's not open? Here's a funny thing that you don't even think about is if you want to get money, you just go to the ATM.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> There's no ATM. I had to bank all of our cash donations today. Where's the bank? I don't know where, <laughs> I don't know where the bank has gone. It's not where it's supposed to be. Do I have to go to Ballina to go to the bank or is there a bank somewhere? Who knows where the bank is? It's just bizarre.
0: So the trip from Lismore to Ballina, how long does that take? About half an hour. So a round trip is over an hour by the time you get there and back. So you're looking at two hours out of your day, really? Yeah.
2: And everyone else is going to Ballina too. So the trip takes longer because you can't get anything in Lismore or in Karakai or in Woodburn. So everyone's going to Ballina. So parking in Ballina is...
1: Or Casino. Yeah. My dad's really cranky because he lives in Casino and every time he goes to the shops, he can't get a duck
0: anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone from Liz there. And then there's the petrol situation too, remember?
1: Oh, you don't need yep. to remind me. <laughs> 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 yeah, for a while it was we couldn't get any petrol. Mm. And now you can, but it's really stupid expensive here. Even more so than everywhere else. Yeah, even more than everywhere else, yeah. It's almost worth driving to the Gold Coast to fill up your petrol.
2: <laughs> and I remember how eerie it was. I was home at Mum and Dad's, and they only have one working PowerPoint. But I was there to help them for a couple of days when I could had time off. And it's so quiet. There's no cars going past on the street. There's no kids in the backyards. It's quiet. And when you look up the street at night, there's no lights. And that was really weird because it's always quiet compared to Sydney but there was nothing you could tell how much you were almost on your own
1: it was like an apocalypse like you would drive through the CBD and there were no lights for quite a few months and no businesses and it was like a ghost town but you knew that it wasn't what was really strange was when it stopped raining and then it was so quiet So, so quiet because we were so used to the sound of rain, which is traumatising. And then it stopped and it was like, you almost wanted the rain to come back because it was just so eerily quiet. Apart from the first week or so when we had helicopters non-stop, which also was, that wasn't exciting either.
2: I was there during part of the helicopter ones and the feed truck deliveries just coming past just truck after truck after truck of of feed deliveries for all of the poor animals that had been displaced from their farms.
1: Personally, I feel somewhat like my life has returned to normal. And then when I talk about it to people that aren't from here, then I realise actually it's still weird surreal land. It's very odd. I don't recommend it as an experience.
0: No. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. No. 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 What can our listeners do to help?
1: From my perspective, yep. I would love them to help us. There's lots of lots of different things that you can do to help our community, but I'm going to focus on what I know about, which is the Heart Banners and the Heart Space. So people can make donations to us. We take financial donations. So we have a GoFundMe page, we have PayPal and we have a bank account, or they can make donations of art and craft supplies. So either or, art and craft supplies can be posted to us. We did sort of slow down with the requests for banners, but now that we've opened the heart space, we are getting a lot more requests. So if people can sew, we would absolutely love them to make us banners and send them to us. That would be amazing because we had around 30 local volunteers that were constantly sewing banners, but now some of those have gone back to their jobs and what they need to do. Some of them have had enough of sewing banners and quite a lot of them are now volunteering in the heart space. That would be amazing if people could sew banners for us. We do have an email address where they can email for the instructions and a template. Good. If people are local, they can come in here and we can give them kits. But for anyone that's not in the area, both of those things would be fantastic. Also to like our Facebook page, which is Love for Lismore Heart Space. And then also to share that with other people so we can get as many people in the whole wide world supporting us. (laughs) Today, we received some donations from America, which is amazing. I think I didn't unpack the bag, but I think it was, it might have been dog coats.
0: Cute. Yeah. And Susan, you put out a call on your YouTube channel, didn't you? I asked everyone to basically raid their stash
1: because, as sewers,
2: we all have a huge stash or knitters or crocheting or embroidery basically anything crafty so I was like if you can raid your stash raid your stash and then send it to the love heart space so that they can then give it on to the people who need it and to the people who lost it I held my mom's hand as we threw out her stash and you know it's not easy Um, that's a lot of fabric but she was also very pragmatic about it was like it's just fabric. She knows we can get more. She knows she can come raid my stash too. So like I raided mine and I actually took it to Bobbin and Ink because Laura is is raiding hers and her mom's raiding hers. So we're sending up a couple of big boxes via Bobbin and Ink so that they'll all go, to, go up together. But if people can do that and if you can't do that straight away, they're going to need help for a long time. So just you can space out your donations or send it more than once. More than once would be good. And then if people wanted to do non-sewing things, because I know we probably have solicitors who are non-sewing people, another group in Lismore, which I know I personally have helped from because they helped my family. There is an amazing lady named Sophia who has been cooking every single day since the floods and feeding the town. She is a mum with a regular kitchen and a couple of slow cookers and that's it. And every single day, there's amazing choice of meals, which she will either get to, or you can come and pick up. And she's been paired up with ARC support, who are actually an animal charity. But you can give through ARC support to the Flood Kitchen, which is Sophia's kitchen. So, you know, people don't have a way to get meals. Like, it's really simple if you don't have food. So, um, yeah, that's another one that Sophia has been amazing and totally looked after quite a few people. So that would be my other choice if people don't have fabric to give. Don't forget about Lismore and all of the surrounds. Like I know lots of people from Sydney love to go up and holiday in Byron Bay and that's awesome. Keep doing that but maybe when you're on holidays also drive to the surrounding towns and have some lunch if you don't mind a little bit of a drive around to find the place that's actually open because I think if we forget about the space then it gets a lot harder for all of the people but Remembering that they're there and that they still need help, it will make a big difference. And being able to sew and have a space where they can go and just be. Because for a lot of us, being sewers is part of our identity. And when you take that away, then you've lost another thing. And you've already lost so much. So to be able to give even sewing back to them by giving them some fabric is a big step forward. And so it's really nice that, you know, Rebecca has created this space where people can go and do that because their home space isn't safe right now. So I think if we just keep remembering that they're going to need help for a long time and that help doesn't have to be big, it can be little.
1: If I could just say not just sewing. So we have knitting supplies, crocheting supplies, paint, canvases, scrapbooking materials, lace, everything, anything (laughs) art and craft related. And people can come here and do that. If you're a crocheter and you've lost all of your supplies, come in here and get a crocheting hook, get some wool, get a pattern book and sit here and have a cup of tea and do some crocheting, and talk to other people and connect with your creativity and also your community. Yep. That's essentially why we're here and what we're doing.
0: And for those of us who are not in Lismore, we can help in a number of ways, as you both said, so that. We keep you in mind because you're doing this every day and working your way through this every day. And as long as we can keep people informed of the help that the people of Lismore and their surrounds need, if we can help them in any way that we can, I'm encouraging listeners to get in touch, have a look. And Rebecca and Susan, thank you for telling us your stories and what is happening in Lismore and how we can help. Thank you.
1: And thank you both so much for keeping saying the surrounds. I'm a little bit guilty of forgetting to say that part. We're also supporting some other of the smaller community groups that they come here and pick up supplies and take them away as well. So it's important to remember them too, not just Lismore. We are a big area.
0: Right now at the Love for Lismore Heart Space, they're gearing up to provide Christmas decorations for the community as so many people lost all of their belongings in the floods this year. This Christmas decoration collaboration is with the Lismore Men's and Community Shed, the Country Women's Association Lismore Branch and Bunnings Lismore. Go to the Love for Lismore Heart Space Facebook page to get more information about this great community project and future projects to come. To obtain the Heart Banner information, this information is available on a Facebook page called Love for Lismore and Surrounds Heart Banners. In this podcast, all of the links that we mentioned by Rebecca and Susan are on the podcast website, Podcast.com. This episode Pulse Over 50 podcast on So Organized Dole was produced by me, Maria Harris, with permission of Rebecca and Susan, soundbybensound.com. Listeners, if you want to provide a guest post for So Over 50, make sure you direct message Judith and Sandy at the So Over 50 account on Instagram. Also, keep an eye out for the next So50 Live event that Bird and Molly are hosting. Remember, these So50 Live events will always be available on the So50 account. You can subscribe to Solga and style podcast, but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free So over 50 podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon so I can keep producing it for you. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.